guys. Welcome back to the Morning After Graduation podcast. This is Michaela. And this is Allie. And we are here to talk about all things post-college and life in your 20s. We're going to talk about different stuff like imposter syndrome, moving back home, relationships, and entering the working world. We are so excited that you guys decided to tune in and listen to us. And let's jump into it. We're back with our weekly challenge. So, you better give somebody a compliment every day this week. All seven of them. Every and, single day. And I know it can be weird. I know it can be awkward. Trust me. Uh, I am the most awkwardest person. But, you know, just tell somebody you like their shoes. Even if you yeah. don't like them. It can be super small. Yeah. It doesn't have to be huge. Even if you don't like their shoes, tell them. Lie. Lie to them. Because it's going to make them feel better. Yeah. That is one thing. You know, people lie to me all the time and give me compliments. And my head's so big, sometimes I can't even walk through my front door. She's not lying. Mm-hmm. And you know what? My outfits are usually ugly, but when somebody tells me they like it, can't tell me nothing. Period. Can't nobody tell, tell me nothing. Let's get into our um, topic for today. We are going to be talking about how to land your first job out of college. We posted on our Instagram story um, a question um, it was, like, where you could, you know, like, type in your answers. And so, we asked uh, our Instagram followers what was their first job right out of college. So, we're going to read to you the responses that we got. We got school counselor for three years. I needed a lot of therapy. LOL. <laughs> that was from Kristen. I used to work with her. Then we got somebody that said community health educator. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds very interesting. That does sound very interesting. That seems very said that. Oh, that sounds very, very uh, hard. Yeah. Somebody said juvenile case manager. Okay. Interesting. Who was that? Cat Carol that I went to college with. And our friend Jacob, he said worked at a copier copier place and now working at the college I attended. Drum roll. Four whole years of college finished in three. And when I graduated on a Friday, I started working as a paralegal on Monday. Can I get a golf snap? Snap, 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 snap. snap, snap. snap. Shout out Kelsey. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. I was a paralegal. Um, uh, that was a crazy, crazy job considering I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, it did not matter what I... I could have gotten a degree in underwater basket weaving and I guarantee you I still would have not known what to do. There's that. That's fair. I'm telling you, like, it does not matter what your degree is. It does not prepare in you. This, yeah. It does not prepare in you for your In 2023, your degree is, I'm not going to, I don't want to say pointless, but your major does not play as big of a part as you think it does. Um, I was a CNA. There it is. That's all I had to say. I wiped butt for about a good few months and then <laughs> that's what I did straight out of college. We had developed five tips to help uh, you guys land your first job. Um, Now, these are going to seem like pretty basic tips. So, coming in with tip one, alligator. Take advantage of the resources you have in college while you're in college. Most, I would say 99% of colleges, maybe not tiny little ones, but I went to a tiny school. Most colleges have a career center with people in there that want to help you. We had like resume nights where we'd literally get in our like we had a little building it was called tornado alley because that was our mascot not my story but we had a little building where like campus life was and we would have like resume nights where you could go and work on your resume and there was people at tables like help you build your resume take advantage of all the stuff that you have 
that's going on because while you're in college, you like, you don't think about how important it is. And then you're out and you're like, oh, I don't know how to do anything for my job. So make sure you take advantage of all the career stuff your school has going on because I promise it's going to matter a lot sooner than you think it will. Um, And I must have been living under a rock in college uh, because <laughs> I didn't know we had a career center. Um, I was just not one of those gals, you know. I was not going to just bebop into the career center and be like, hey, I need to fill out my resume. That was not me, okay? I was not, yes, I was very, like, you know, mature in college and stuff, but I wasn't worried about writing a resume because I was like, you know, I'm just going to get a job knowing somebody and I'm, they're not going to even want a, a resume. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Incorrect. And do not go on Google and try to build a resume off of Google because it's going to be ugly and it's not going to be what people want. Like, ideally, your job is probably going to want a cover letter um, and then, which is, you know, basically just like why you're interested in the job. I didn't even know what a cover letter was until early 2022. And that's important. Like, yeah. It's important to just, like, I don't even know if they have a resume class. Like, if you're college or you don't have access to, like, a career center like me. I had to basically just wing it and ask people and ask people, like, to help me with my resume. Because even, like, my mom, right, guys? Like, she graduated college in 1988, okay? It's been a hot minute since she wrote a resume. Resumes have changed. Preferences have changed. So, I mean, you know, most, ideally, employers want to see, like, a cover letter and then one page at max. Like, they are not interested in a book. Like, yeah. you do not need to, like, have pages on pages and pages on your resume because they're not going to look at that. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to hurt your feelings, but they're not going to look at that. They don't have the time. Yeah, they don't care. They also don't care about stuff that does not apply mm-hmm. to that job. Like, you might think you have all this experience and have, like, 20 bullet points for everything you've done on your resume. But, like, if that specific bullet point does not apply to the job you're applying to, like, delete it, take it out. You will also have about 13 different versions of your resume for different jobs, like different aspects of jobs you're applying for, because every job description is not going to be the exact same. And you don't really need to elaborate too much on your resume. Yeah, it needs to be that's short, what the cover letter short, yeah, short, quick to the point. Like the cover letter is for why you're interested in the job. You know, what you think it, you're going to gonna, dive deeper into your right. Like what set. you think you're going to give to that job. Like why you think you're going to be the perfect match for that job. But like your resume is just to highlight, you know, and it does matter the order that mm-hmm. you put it in. Um, You need to do like, you know, your most, re- what is it? Your most recent at, at the, the top, top. And then you kind of work down. backwards. Very short and simple. Me specifically, like my internship. So um, they really helped me a lot. Do like they did my resume. Um, They helped me with that fix it because it was atrocious and they told me that and that was fine like I appreciate the honesty your first resume probably will be atrocious <laughs> yeah like you really don't know what you're doing but I was very thankful for my internship um I interned at the district attorney's office in Cleveland County um and I met the most amazing and wonderful women I've ever met in my whole entire life and I thank God for them every single day because they really helped me even though I was only there for three months like I still talk to these women and they are awesome people and I love them so much and had it not been for them like I would not be where I am today and like I wouldn't have had the opportunities that kind of goes into networking early like once you get that internship opportunity those are the people that are like professionals in their field in the field that you're interested in so they're gonna help you get to where you need to be networking early just kind of puts you one step ahead the more people that know your name, like, in the field you want to work in, the more 
like job opportunities you're going to have. Like if somebody else is mentioning a job to somebody and if you networked with them and you threw your name out there and introduced yourself or literally just sent like a quick email to them and they like work in the area you're wanting to work in, then that is a bigger chance that they're going to bring your name up to somebody else that's looking to fill that role, if that makes sense. Right. And that's kind of how I got my first job um, right out of college was because one of the assistant district attorneys that I had interned with um, and I talked to her on a regular basis, she reached out to the law firm that she used to be a defense attorney at. And that's kind of how I got started. Like I said, that didn't really pan out for me. But had I not had that first connection and had I not like networked, I would have never been where I was like in that position. And all it took was like, you know, a text message. And then it got me to an interview. Like, I'm not saying that networking is going to for sure get you the job, but it's at least going to get your foot in the door and your name out there. And I think that's what's important. Like, and you can't expect to get every single job that you apply for either. Oh yeah, that's not, I was, I had a big reality check when I like got tons of no's. Another thing to like piggyback off networking is job shadowing. And I feel like this is, mostly thought about for like the healthcare field but I feel like it could be used in any industry really but a bunch of people do it for like med school or PA school or whatever but like it's required for PA school so that's why I was looking into it because I was planning on going to PA school didn't work as you know but like just reaching out to people and literally just finding their email and email and being like can I shadow you for a day and just going in and following somebody around for a whole day and if that's the career you want to do like it really gives you like a day-to-day of what that career is and can give you a better picture of like what it is that you think you want to do. So I feel like that's really important. And you may think that like you don't have any connections anywhere and that's false. That is not Very false. Your parents probably know somebody that knows somebody or your grandparents or you probably went to school with somebody or whatever it may be but like you shouldn't really be embarrassed to ask yeah or to like be looking into something because 99.9 percent of the time I think personally like particularly where me and Allie live like that's how you're gonna get your job yeah is by who you know and like getting your name out there I feel like that's any small town anywhere but like it's, it's it's giving small town yeah like it's who you know like my mom like obviously I, my mom knew I want to go to PA school she works in a bank she had a client who was a PA and that's how like I was like emailing back and forth with him like it's literally just like people who know you and the people they know it's like literally yeah it's a step <laughs> it's a stepping yeah it's like ladder to the more get there. people like, that know what you want to do like the more you put it out in the world the better chance you're gonna have of meeting more people to get you where you want to be and just because like you don't have to take that job yeah Like, you don't have to just jump the gun and say, well, such and such went out on a limb for me to get this job, and I really feel like I need to do it, because in the end, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. Some people, like, I know older generations consider it, like, rude to ask questions, or, like, a lot of times jobs don't put how much they pay on there. Like, obviously, me and Allie are teachers, so, like, our pay is... Is Googleable. Like, you can look it up. Yeah, you can give it a Goog, and (laughs) it's right there, you know? But there are some jobs, if you're, like, working for a private business or whatever, like, pay may not be accessible online. Okay, and ask them. Yeah. It's important. You have to survive. Like, you have to make a living off of your job, especially if you have student loans. Like, you have to be able to pay those back. You're, you have to be able to live. So, I don't think it's rude to ask, how much are you going to make? Are you going to get time off? 
that doesn't, to me, that doesn't say like, oh, well, I'm already worried about vacation. To me, that says, you know. I need to weigh my pros and cons. I need to, yeah, I have a good, I have a big decision to make and I need to make sure that this is something that I want to do because I'm going to tell you right now, like if somebody told me I never got a week's vacation and all I got was sick time. No. I couldn't, mentally, like I could not do that. Yeah. And that's not, most jobs are never going to say that. And like, yes, you should be grateful for the opportunities, but I'm just saying that's not something that I would be thinking about long-term. You can't really be picky whenever it comes to your very, very first job, but like you definitely shouldn't just jump the gun because you're thinking, well, nothing else has come along yet yeah. or like whatever. You know, you can go get you a little part-time job until you figure it out. Like you just, you don't have to settle. Yeah, yeah don't, that's the word I was thinking of that I couldn't think of. Don't settle for like just the first thing that gets thrown into your lap. And, Look around, browse. Yeah, browse. Like, be confident in what you can do and be confident that you can do a good job. And if that place doesn't seem like the right fit for you, don't feel obligated to say yes if they offer you the job. Like, you have just a right to say no, no as, as they, they have a right to say no to you or yes to you. You have to be confident and you have to know what you want. Yeah. And that kind of plays into, like, learning to be an adult. Yeah. I think that really changed my mindset when I got rid of, of the mindset that like they're interviewing me and I was nervous and like, oh my gosh, they're seeing if I'm a good fit. But like when I started to think like I'm interviewing them, like I'm making sure they're the right company for me to be working for. Like it kind of took those nerves away and makes you a little bit more at ease. I could hate this company. I could go into this interview and like hate it. So that kind of just have that mindset. Right. And usually like most of the time, this brings us into our fourth point. You really just need to make sure that you keep track of everything that you're applying for because you may forget, you may miss an opportunity, and you always, always need to follow up. Like, wouldn't you agree yeah, that? Like, I would say two weeks. Like, at the two-week point, if you haven't heard anything, like, send them an email. And it's not annoying. Yeah, like, that makes that, like, they could have looked at your resume and forgot about it, and then you send them a follow-up email. And kind of, like, reiterating your cover letter, kind of, and, like, just saying another reason why you're good, a good fit and, like, why you're so interested in working for the company and just let them know you applied and that you want to hear back from them. And you always want to end it. I heard this on a podcast somewhere. You always want to end it with like a question or like something to force them to respond almost. Ask them when's a good time to meet or talk or whatever. And like, it will make them want to respond more because if you leave it with an open-ended question, like they have to, they don't have to answer, but they're more likely to answer if you end it with a question. And it's not embarrassing for you to follow up yeah. on a job, uh, like a job posting. Uh, to me, it's not. I think personally, one thing that I really had to get over was that a lot of places will keep you hanging. Yeah, a lot. A lot of places are not going to tell you no. And you know what, girl? You got to move on. You got to move on. You got to move on. You ask them, you follow up, and if they don't respond. You've done all you can do. Yep, you've done it's everything you now. can do. It's on them, balls in their court, like, move on. Next next job. Next job. Because, like, you just can't sit there and wait for them to respond back or, like, wait and wait and wait. Because, and also, like, you have to think about whenever you're sending a follow-up email, think of how many, like, emails they probably get in a yeah. day. Like, or how many, like, I think of myself, like, how many things I'm subscribed to. You know yeah. how many times, like, I miss an important email because I've got so many emails coming through that I, it just doesn't come up on my phone or my laptop? Yeah. So many times. So that could simply be, like, the case for them. Like, they just didn't see it. So I don't think, fall. I think following up actually shows interest and ambition. And they actually remembered that they submitted an application and didn't just go through Indeed and click apply, apply, right. apply, apply. And Michaela doesn't like LinkedIn or doesn't use LinkedIn, but I, I didn't. I think networking in person is so much 
better and easier depending yeah. on what you want to do. Now, like, granted, if you want to be like some sports marketing major, you're probably not going to know the person that does that for the Carolina Panthers, Kay. Like, you're, you probably don't know them. Um, so, yeah, you may have to, you know, give it a goog and do all that crap. Yeah. But so, like, instead of emailing them or adding on to emailing them, like, you can look them up on LinkedIn. And some people on LinkedIn, like, if they're really big, you have to, like, pay for the LinkedIn to message them. But if they have, like, the account where you can just straight up message them, like, I would not be afraid to just shoot them a LinkedIn message and be like, hey, I applied for the so-and-so position. I'd love to chat with you. Yada, yada, yada. When's a good time? Like, always leave it with a question. But a LinkedIn message, I feel like, is a good way to get somebody's attention. I just have never personally have applied for a job that, like, to where I would need to be on LinkedIn or anything like yeah. that, or like to where I would need to be on Indeed. Um, like I obviously know that job postings are there, but usually I just always go to their website or what, like whatnot. Um, and like I haven't really necessarily applied for that many jobs. Most of mine have just been through like word of mouth, like, yeah. hey, send me your resume. Like I knew like a lot of law firms were hiring, so I and because I had internshiped and networked very mm-hmm. early. Like, I had kind of, like, an in, and they would say, you know, such and such hiring. Like, he said to send your uh, resume to his email. So, that just kind of, like, gets your name out there to where I didn't have to use things like Indeed or LinkedIn to necessarily get that job. And I feel like that's because we're in a small town. But I feel like when you live in big cities, it's kind of harder because it's... You're just, like, so many people. You're a tiny fish in, like, this huge, huge pool of people. Yeah. And, um... So, I feel like digital... Networking is better for big cities and like word of, which word of mouth is good too, obviously, but word of mouth is a lot easier when you live in a town with a thousand people versus Right. And honestly, 10, like, I think I, I could be wrong and like a lot of people may disagree with me, but I feel like if it's like accessible for you to do so, go in person. Yeah. I ask agree. if they're hiring. Like, walk up in there. Walk up <laughs> in there and say, hey, girl, can I get a job application or are yeah. y'all hiring or yeah. here's my resume? Like, you know, Whatever, because I think to me that shows a lot more ambition, like, and set, like, because it is so easy to lay on your couch and just click apply through Indeed 25,000 times. Like, because you never know who you're going to meet. Like, what if the owner of a Fortune 500 company is there and you're like, and he's like, oh my God, I want you. Yeah. And you would have never known that had you not went. I don't know. If you walk in and like tell somebody your name, like, then they at least know your name, which again, back to the networking thing, like, then they have you in the back of their mind, like, that girl walked up in my office and yada, yada, yada. Or even like, emailing people if they don't have job postings like I when I was looking for sports jobs after I worked at the hospital I like reached out to a community college that was around here and they didn't have any jobs posting but I know they didn't have like a huge athletic department like people working in their athletic department so I literally emailed the athletic director and I sent him my resume and a cover letter and I was like hey I'm super interested in working in athletics like if you have any openings come up in the future like keep me in mind I'd love to work for your department yada 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 and he didn't but he did respond and he was like thanks for reaching out yada yada like I don't have anything opening right now but I'll let you know if I do or I'll keep you in the back of my mind like literally just sending an email to people that don't have job openings for a company you want to work for that's still going to get your name in the back of their head I feel like it's also very easy to get obsessed with yeah being on the job hunt like maybe I don't know like I think after there comes a certain point like let's say it's it's February or March and you're like oh my gosh like I graduate in May like I really need to get this together like that's kind of how I was because my parents insurance kicked me off 
as soon as I graduated. I had to have a place. Like, it would kick me off in August. So, like, I say as soon as I graduated. But, like, you know, when, like, whenever the enrollment cycle is, this is very, like, you know, adulty things. But, like, you have certain enrollment cycles for your insurance and everybody's is different. So, like, if you're on a state employee, your enrollment cycle is different from somebody that's a in a corporation that pays for, like, private insurance or whatever. So, your enrollment cycles are different. So, my parents had, was, like, going to kick me off. I think it was, like, in August, June, July or August, somewhere around there. So, I really, really, really needed a job that was going to give me coverage coverage to make sure that I had health insurance because I am one of those people that like I roll up to the doctor like every other week because I'm sick I have a terrible immune system whatever but I just wanted to make sure that like I was like oh my gosh like I have and I have glasses so I have to have vision I go to the dentist like every six months because I'm a clean girl and so I you know like I gotta keep my teeth clean so I'm these are like all the things that like I'm trying to process at 20 years old my might I add I was 20 years old when I graduated because my birthday wasn't until August so like I'm over here processing all of this at age 20 so that was a lot for me so I was becoming very obsessed and I think that that's like a really good time to like schedule days whenever you're gonna search for your job yeah like do not this was my problem like I would go on LinkedIn and Indeed and scroll for hours, which yes, that's better than scrolling on Instagram or TikTok for hours. But like, I would get I would drive myself crazy, like just scrolling and looking at jobs and saving jobs. And like, I would be looking at all hours of the day, like I would. And when I wasn't scrolling, I would be like, Oh my god, like, what if somebody just posted a job right now? Like, I promise you, the job if it's gonna be there when right then when you're scrolling, like it's gonna be there tomorrow, like set a time where you're like, Okay, I'm gonna look for jobs for an hour. I'm gonna, whatever your schedule is like in college, like even if it's 30 minutes, like just make 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes every other day to like sit down or every single day, that's the time you're job searching. Like you're not doing it when you're hanging out with your friends or you're not doing it in the middle of class instead of paying attention. Like make a actual schedule and stick to it. Yeah, I think that that's a really good idea because like it starts to weigh on you more than you realize because you start to stress about it and then you get anxiety about it and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to find a job. I don't feel qualified. Like, what am I going to do? Um, so that kind of leads us into our fifth point. And our fifth tip is to be confident in your job choice. Don't be embarrassed if you got a job that you didn't go to college that for. That has nothing to do with your major because I promise it's a lot more, um, happens like, a lot more frequently than you think. Like a lot of people get jobs that don't really pertain to their major. Like, um, I had a major in political science and criminal justice, and I was like, oh, paralegal, piece of cake. Okay, <laughs> I was like a case manager, but like, so like a paralegal, you have to have a, like a certificate. So basically, it was kind of, I was like the same thing as a paralegal. I just didn't have that title. I keep saying paralegal, but I was a case manager. Or whatever. It was like the same thing. I was like, oh, piece of cake. Like, you know, I interned at the DA's office. Uh, Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I wish I could go back and tell myself, like, Michaela, girl, you dumb. Like, that. no. Yeah, I was so wrong. And every job is going to train you yeah. to be how they want you to be. I didn't realize that until, like, I got into the working world. Yeah. Except teaching. When you go into teaching lateral entry, which means, like, that's not what you didn't get your degree in, 
it's kind of like you're doing it backwards a little bit because you're like doing the training while you're doing your job. Yes. Uh, yeah, that is very different. So that's a different scenario. But any other career, like you're going to get training. And I just feel like it doesn't really matter. Like, let's say you applied for a job and you're like, oh, I think this would be cool. And it has nothing to do with your major. But you feel you feel you're like qualified. in your heart, you're qualified and you feel confident in your skill set, then do it. Yeah. Like if, apply for it. If you think that job's going to make you happy, like go for that. That was my biggest thing. While I was in college, I was always so focused on, like, making money and what other people would think about me. And my dad would always be like, Allie, it does not matter what the job is if you're miserable. And now we're obviously not telling you to go apply to be a police officer and you've never taken yeah, BLET like, or you want to be a, Yeah, have <laughs> common sense. Like, I'm obvi- like, obviously, we're not saying go apply to be a doctor somewhere and you don't even have a, yeah, you don't even have a bachelor's degree. Be like, realistic. Yeah, be realistic. But also, like. It doesn't matter. Like, I told my whole family, like, I literally remember being 16 and telling my high school boyfriend's family, like, I'm going to law school. Like, I'm I'm going to go to Clemson, and I'm going to law school. Okay, well, first of all, I didn't get into Clemson, you know, shocker. And um, second of all, I did not, never, know. I would have literally hated law school. After I was a case manager for those three short months, I was like, bump this. Like, bump that. I do not like that. I do not want to do that. That sounds miserable. Um, If this is what is going to be the rest of my life, I I need to find... I can't do it. I need to find a different career choice. And, um, yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. Imagine, like, you know, I'm graduating. I graduated in May, and I'd already told everybody, you know, what I was doing. And then, bam. You're doing something else. I'm teaching. Yeah. You'd rather be embarrassed for a second than miserable for your whole life. So, it's okay. You just want to make sure that you find a job that makes you happy. Because you have to do it forever, people. Don't. Like, that's. Yeah, don't worry about how it makes you look. Worry about how it makes you feel. Exactly. And that's all that matters. It's all about how it makes you feel. It don't matter how it looks. If you're working at Dollar General and you love it. Who cares? Who cares? You work that job because it don't matter. It don't matter. If you're happy, you already got a one-up on rich, rich, miserable people. Yeah, don't don't get caught up in the being greedy and the the money making. It's about what what makes you happy. At the end of the day. It's all about you. It's all about you, honey. Mm Mm-hmm. I did the internship while I was in college and then I um networked and then that's what led me to getting the paralegal job but the job that I have now actually my friend Madeline she was applying to be um a special words are hard a special education teacher at an elementary school and I was like you know like I love social studies because I took a lot of history classes like political science like government you know had to learn all that jazz so I was like you know I really really would love to teach social studies just because I really love history, um, even though don't take me to, like, a history trivia night because I'm going to get it wrong. Because um, they asked, like, where did George Washington take his last poop before yeah. he died? Like, I don't know. But anyway, um, so, and I knew that I really wanted to coach soccer, so I literally just got on the Cleveland County Schools website and just started looking, and then, lo and behold, Burns Middle School popped up, and I was like, that's where I went to middle school at, and I just have a really big place in my heart for, like, that area um, and so I just shot my shot and, you know, a squirrel catches a nut every once in a while and the truth. there I, there I went and there I got it. And I was so nervous. I remember being so, so nervous. Like you want to talk about feeling underqualified. Yeah. I was like 
Try teaching lateral entry. I was like, what am I going to do? And I tell my kids this all the time. Like, I'm like, y'all, we are both, we are both out here doing our best. Like, and we are trying. And I just had to learn to be confident in myself. And like, I'm doing my best. And that as long as I continue to keep learning and growing, then I will always succeed. And that's just what I do. And so here I am getting my teaching license. I'm trying my best. I'm putting to use what I learn. And I just want to keep growing and it doesn't really matter if that's what I went to college for or not. I have a qualifying degree in, you know, history. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yep. Right. Right. I was CNA. Like I said, I got that job on Indeed, I think, just because all I did was type in CNA and all the ones popped up. But I worked at a hospital on the, what floor was it? Uh, Something with a C. The geriatric? No, it was cardiac. C. No, it was a coma. No, it was like fast paced and what is that word oh my gosh the oh my gosh what was the care critical care critical care that's what i'm so dumb i worked on the critical care floor in the hospital at cna for a couple months and then when i realized i didn't love that and i I was like i'm not going to pa school but i was just like what are my passions like that's what i was struggling with most i didn't have any passions but then i was like sports i want to work in sports so then what kind of sports? No stinking clue. I was just like typing in sports into LinkedIn and Indeed. Like I was thinking any job, whatever. And then I was like, okay, I want to be, no, no. Michaela, when she got her teaching job, I was like, oh my gosh, I could be an athletic director because like it's a school setting, whatever. I'm like, I want to be an athletic director. So then found a PE job because I was like, that's a good start. So then I found that on, actually found that on LinkedIn too. And I applied for it. And then they like called me in for interview and all that. So I taught PE for a little bit. And, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. But I'm also getting my teaching license right now because you can teach for a year without it, but then you got to get it. Okay, now we're going to get into our little bitty life update. We don't have a lot. What um, you been doing? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. What have I been doing? What have I been doing? Um, we went on that trip that we talked about in our last episode. It was super fun. We had a grand time, a big old time. Michaela got a flat tire on the way home in their camper. Yeah, that was atrocious. But shout out to the North Carolina DOT. I'm glad to know that my tax monies are going to pay for that because I used to just think that the DOT workers stood on the side of the road holding their... I thought that the pocket on their shirt was turned upside down to serve as a, a shovel holder because I thought that that's all they ever did was just stand on the side of the road and not do nothing. But turns out they do. They help fix flat tires. And if that's what my taxpayer money is going to, then I'm, I'm happy. I'm all for it. Keep, um, yep. I like it. How'd you ring in the new year? How did I ring in the new year? I sat in the camper in the recliner and watched Black Adam. You didn't watch the ball drop? Nope. Oh. Sure did not. Sure did not. Did you stay up till 12? I did. Oh. And then I told everybody Happy New Year and you I went, went to, to bed. Sleep. I know. I sat on my couch and watched. No, I was laying in bed. I read for a whole hour. And then when it said there was five minutes left, I put my book down, sat up with my dog. We watched the ball drop and I kissed him right on the mouth. Mm. That was my New Year's kiss. Then we went to bed. Your lab mutt situation. Yeah, my lab mutt situation. My New Year's in the past have been so much more exciting. And this year was <laughs> very bleh. Last New Year's was fine. The New Year's before that I had the vid i had covid so that kind of was stinky but i had vid the last new year's yeah you did didn't you yeah because my new year's shot was nyquil (laughs) (laughs) literally um i feel like i always take nyquil 
Yeah, Michaela takes NyQuil like it's water. I literally love to take two Benadryl and go to sleep. That's not healthy. It's not because then you wake up with a headache. I have a headache. You get the Benadryl. Right ha- you get the Benadryl hangover. The Benadryl hangover. It's probably because we were fussing earlier. That's why you have a headache because we got in a fight. Fist fight. <laughs> we did not get in a fist fight. Ellie's built like a linebacker. She would beat me up. I would beat her up. I've had a headache for like three days. I don't know why. I'm trying to put her on this migraine shot, but you But anywho. I got, when I was 15, I used to get migraines so bad. So I got that Dave piercing in your ear that's supposed to be like permanent acupuncture. And it's helped for a really long time. But the past month, I've been getting really bad migraines. I mean, not like debilitating like you used to get. Like I can speak and walk. Mine are debilitating. D, de- yeah, debilitating. Okay, yeah. I said debilitating. Yeah. That's the same thing. Same thing, I think. I don't know. <laughs> you can't function yeah i can't, can't function, function normally but like i can't function like yeah. less than what i'm functioning right now but i'm trying to get trying what was like <laughs> i feel like i had something to say and then it just like well let's rip wrap this up let's rip wrap this up thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate you listening to episode number two and you should definitely follow us on instagram please do it's at the morning after dot pod look us up give us a goog leave us a review please we love five stars but we'll take four i'll <laughs> take three okay I'll honestly, okay okay i'll honestly take like whatever just please listen to this all the way through if you have made it this far Props i love you, you. Give me a follow on Instagram. It's M-A-K-K underscore five. She's tagged in our bio, so go to our Instagram first. <laughs> uh, you can obviously tell who runs the social media. Me. Allison. And, and Michaela is just the beauty in the brain. She's just here for her this. voice. I am the social media manager. Also, because if you have a social got- media manager uh, position available, I will I will contact me. Literally, Email me at allegraceheartman at gmail.com. Literally, she post a couple videos on tiktok of her remodeling her house and now she thinks now she thinks that she's the queen and we're just the sorry people (laughs) you're right Right. yeah i am above you and you are i am the scum on the bottom of her in between my toes but we will tell you all about the scum in between Allie's toes on the next episode episode. anyways our next episode is going to be on um finding financial stability after college because obviously we're the queens of financial, financial stability. stability. You want to end it with our Hannah Montana song? Yeah. Oh, oh whoa, 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 yeah.